All right, thank you so much. That was an amazing set. Um, this was Glass Orange, and thank you for coming on the pipeline. No, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Gosh, I have to ask, just because, you know, as we've been messaging, I know you used to work at The Roar. What is it like coming back as an artist performing? It's kind of weird because um, it's I'm used to like being on the other end of things. So um, coming back is nice. I was on here once with a previous band, so it's not like super foreign, but um, it's nice. It's nice to be on the other side again, you know, just like chilling out, talking with everybody and yeah. Well, what was the other band you were on the pipeline with before? Um, it was a band called Reset Culture. Um, it was actually totally different from uh, Glass Orange. It was a post-hardcore band. So we were really heavy <laughs> compared to what I'm doing now. <laughs> I, think, I think we have a sticker, like it's on the ceiling. Yeah, there was, um, I, I used to hand out stickers at the Roar. And so uh, there's probably Reset Culture stickers everywhere. I know that they redid everything in the TNT. So there might not be many stickers in there anymore mm -hmm. but there were a few in in there and in um i want to say the production studio if not the on-air studio i see them everywhere my phone <laughs> is like at the door as soon as you come in and it's just on the ceiling that one's great yeah that one's so funny i remember finding that one because i didn't know it was there and um i was like who put this up here and it was like another it was an, another dj i don't even remember who it was but it was so funny just finding it. Oh my god. Okay. I have to ask, and you know, this this goes for everything right now. I have to address the elephant in the room. What what is it like for COVID-19 with you? Oh, it's been it's been a whirlwind of things. Um so at the very beginning, it was like, I'm going to be productive during quarantine. I'm going to start releasing music. So I started the quarantine sessions. I posted up two videos and that's as far as it went. <laughs> About like two days ago, I posted another video for quarantine. But yeah, it's been rough. Um, I also started off really strong with live streams and I would get a bunch of friends and we would like live stream simultaneously together, like on Instagram. And we would like jam out like every other song like we'd play and so i started off real strong it's like now it's it's kind of dragged out so mm -hmm. i haven't done a live stream in a while um the live streams i have done one was for safe space sessions um and then the other one was for live apparatus um mm -hmm. which is another very cool um they're like a studio but they're also doing live streams um i want to say bi-monthly I think no bi-weekly I think that's the word it's like every other week um on Tuesdays and they've had like I had Don Z on there um the night we played with there was a pocket of lollipops and had foam and so it was really it was really fun um so that's a, that's a cool thing to check out for quarantine because they they live stream pretty often mm -hmm. um sometimes they have like secret live streams where it's like kind of like a pop-up show quote-unquote if a, a live stream can be a pop-up show and they'll have people on and that was that was a really one the fun one um because that was the first show i had played since i don't even know <laughs> gotcha gotcha and talking about shows how do you feel about bands that are throwing their own shows i know you mentioned pocket of lollipops and i'm very familiar with them as well 
they, I believe they recently, as in like last week through a show, like what do you feel about shows being put on now? Um, it's kind of a mixed thing. Cause I know that Pocket of Lollipops played that, um, it's called the Stagecoach, quote unquote, which is like an outdoor stage right in front of Churchill's. So I'm kind of okay with that as long as everybody's like social distancing because it's not like everyone's packed in an indoor space. It's outside, like you can stand across the street. You can, it's like all outdoors, which it's okay. Um, that's fine. It's the ones that are like indoors. I haven't seen anybody do anything indoors recently, but those are the ones that I'm kind of concerned about. Because it's, oh, <laughs> there goes the light. Um, there's less space indoors, and that's what I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, as long as everybody's being safe, I don't see any problems with it. Um, like, for example, safe space, we try to make sure, like, everything is, you know, safe indoor. Like, even if it is indoors, we limit the amount of people that are indoors, even if it's crew. So sometimes some of our crew will actually wait outside mm-hmm. and they won't come in until, uh, this is not, okay. <laughs> um, a lot of our crew will wait outside until after the bands play just to make sure that we're being safe and then we'll disinfect afterward. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like, just taking into that, taking that into account, if that makes sense. Gotcha. And I, wa- I really want to ask you about safe space. Like I, I loved that, you know, um, last week when this is airing, um, It'll yeah. be a week after college radio mm-hmm. day, but it was it was really cool, like just being able to listen to you guys. And I just want to know more about Safe Space. What is that like? Like working for them, performing with them. It's been such a roller coaster of stuff, and thank God it's it's kind of been keeping me busy. Um, it's giving me an opportunity to like go outside and do things, and it's productive and it's safe. Um, it's been great. Uh, we raised. Uh, over $800 for three different charities. Um, we did it for Rain uh, Forge and Muhed, uh, Muhed being local. Oh. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was nice to see the amount of people that were coming together to actually support, um, you know, raising awareness for sexual assault, especially within the music community. Um, we saw that happening a lot in, in like California. And we saw um, there was a there's a Miami abusers page that also has been kind of putting out things about people within the music scene, and we were not okay with that as a group. And so uh, Val kind of spearheaded, you know, creating the group chat. Uh, Val, she's also part of Get Bent Form, and she also is in Shove It Punk, on like a, a punk band. She spearheaded the actual creation of the, the group chat and then from there we created a discord um we created a website and so it kind of like grown into this thing and we're all all of us together are very excited to be a part of it mm-hmm. gotcha what was it like performing with them it was great it was so much fun it was uh my first like quote-unquote live show since the live apparatus one which had happened like a month or two prior to that and it was great. Like, it was just nice to play in front of, like, even just the four crew members that were there. <laughs> and um, just raising money for, uh, I think that night we did it for Rain, raising money for something that's actually going somewhere important, um, going somewhere that is 
helping people because I it's unfortunate but I know a lot of people that have suffered from um, sexual abuse and sexual assault so it's just it's it's nice to be able to contribute to a cause like that mm-hmm. gotcha and I going off of that as like a female artist within the scene do you not necessarily experiencing yourself but do you feel as if there is like a heavy male dominated the only word that comes to mind is like energy yeah in the field like especially in Miami yeah I've I've noticed that a lot um especially just playing in bands I feel like bands are very male dominated there are a lot a lot of female fronted um artists as I've come to realize over the last like year and a half Mm -hmm. um there's Bravi there's um Paige there's there's a lot of like really really talented people Bianca Jasmine they were I just noticed them you know because of safe space really great band also um, but yeah, it's it's very male heavy. Um, which one of the first night that we did Safe Space, we actually made sure to have um, mostly female or female fronted bands, just just so that we can show like, hey, we're we're here for the long haul, and we're here to um, bring light to like minorities, I guess, quote unquote, um, within music, when, meaning male front or female fronted um, or women fronted, I should say. Uh, and you know minority groups and things like that I mean that's our goal is to to make sure that a we're raising money for for sexual assault and b we're showing the the talent that we have in Miami that isn't necessarily shown because of the the way the scene is built um which is um a lot of like if it's not rock it's rap and if it's not male fronted it's 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 just a lot it's a lot Gotcha, gotcha. And going on about, going on, sorry, going off of that, I'm talking like scene and everything. What do you, how, what are your opinions on, you know, this whole Churchill's fiasco, Space Mountain closing down, like local venues in the age of COVID? It's been heartbreaking. Like I say, sp- or the Space Mountain, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> used to saying safe, safe, uh, Space Mountain. Um, that was a really, really cool DIY venue, um, and it was really, really sad because I was part of the the group chat for volunteers, and it was heartbreaking to see Carly send that message into the chat like, hey, we haven't announced anything, but Space Mountain is going to be closing. Um, try not to let it out because we're going to make an official post, obviously, but it was, it just, it sucks because that means that there's one less place where smaller bands like um bravi like myself like Woolbright, like um san labelle and all these people that maybe can't play a o'malley's show in fort lauderdale or a revolution live show in uh west palm i want to say it's it's tough and the less venues that are gonna allow for smaller bands the less the harder it's gonna be for smaller bands to actually get started up to play live shows and that means that there's probably gonna be more house shows which means that there's probably going to be like it's still going to be hard because then there's like sound complaints and all of that kind of stuff it just it sucks it sucks and then if Churchill's goes down like (laughs) I've always said that Churchill's is a a rite of passage for a Miami band (laughs) I feel like every Miami band has to play at least once at Churchill's you know and um, if that goes down I'm like oh you know what's going to be the next rite of passage you know you have to you have to get annoyed at the pole at least once from the state, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I totally, I totally get you. And 
you know, going back to, you know, COVID, you know, you, you talked about, you know, I keep on saying, you know, but you talked about um, throwing these live stuff on Instagram. Other than that, what has it been like for a musician? Like as a musician standpoint for you? Creative. It's been rough. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been rough. Um, Like I said, I started off strong. And then after a while, you're just with yourself a lot. (laughs) And um, I was actually talking to another musician friend of mine. I've just been with myself too much. So it's like after a while, you're like stressing out. I haven't written a song in two weeks. Like, is this it? Is it over? (laughs) You know? And um, it's just things like that. It's harder to find creativity or it's harder to find inspiration or muse because they're not going out as often. I feel like going out more, I'd be like, oh, look at that. Like, I can write a song about that. Or, hey, I, I can allude to this in this way. Or, this can be a metaphor. Thing, like, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely been difficult. It's been difficult to find, like, at least a home away from home, if that makes sense. Because I also work from home. So I feel like I'm here 24-7. And if I can't go out, then it's like, what do I do? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, so I have to ask, I was looking at your profile today. In your bio, you say you're secretly a duck. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so it actually used to be like the name I had on Instagram. And then Instagram changed the layout of the way that the name show up. So then people would get messages from someone named secretly a duck instead of glass orange. (laughs) So then I had to change it because it was getting really confusing for some people. But basically it's an inside joke I have with another friend where she used to send me, like, I love like animals. I love like cats. I love ducks. I love anything that's just cute and small. I just, even if it's big, I love it. I just, I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of people can share my, my sentiment, <laughs> but um, she photos of ducks, like one specifically was like a, a little black duck and she's like, this is you. And it's like, you're cute on the inside, but like you look tough on the outside and it's this tiny little baby duck that's black. <laughs> it's just, I wear black all the time. So it was just perfect. And she, it just got into her sending me just like photos of people holding a duck that looks like it's smiling. And she's like, it's you. And I'm like, it's me. And um, it just, it just evolved. Um, she started sending me photos of cows in, in sunflower fields because I had taken some promo photos in some sunflower fields. And so it just became secretly a duck. And I just relate to duck culture, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm part of a, a Facebook group that says unsolicited duck pics. And um, I've heard of that. It's a wonderful group. I recommend if anybody you know has a Facebook and is interested in looking into it, can is more than welcome to look it up. Nice. It's a lot of like uh, videos of ducks and photos of ducks, and they're all very cute and very wholesome. <laughs> gotcha. And okay, I I was looking at your Spotify about. So you used to be a solo artist and now you have people, you know, playing with you. What was the difference for you, at least, playing solo and with a band? Um, It's kind of like Comfortable Circle circle again because I don't have any permanent members anymore. It's kind of like COVID has changed that whole thing again. Um, But it's it's been an adventure. Like, I've always 
I've always really liked collaborating with people and working with people, which is why I started this as a solo project to begin with. Um, Cause I just like working with other artists and writing with other artists. Um, and then I was like, you know, I kind of want, I kind of want people to, to be around, to be with, to be able to, to so I started and then um, that kind of changed again. I don't have the band anymore, but I'm starting to, I appreciate the use I have as a solo artist in the sense of if I ever wanted to work with a bassist that I've always wanted to work with, they'd be like, hey, you want to play the show with me? And they'll be like, down, you know, here's the music, do what you want with it. Because um, that's one of my big things is I don't have anything strictly written. And if I do, I'm like, hey, man, you're, add your own flair to it and let's have some fun. We practice and I'm like, hey, that fill you did? bet let's do it live and that's just been great like I, I worked recently for safe space with um doodles who is um part of salas the local band Salas, and i worked with um the drummer his name is javi and they've worked together but i've never worked with them and that was such a great energy and such a great vibe and i love i love being able to have that opportunity so yeah, here I am again. No permanent members, but having fun anyway. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then I see it's it's the start of October. The date that we're recording this is Saturday, October 3rd. Can you tell me a bit about your October challenge that you created? Yes. So I, it was actually October 1st, and I was I follow this um, costumer. Uh, she, she makes... It's kind of difficult to explain because she's on the costuming side of YouTube, quote unquote, but um, she makes historically accurate Victorian dress. Oh, 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 I think I know who you're talking about. She does like Bernadette. Yeah, she does several yes. of them. Yeah, she does. Um, she her her daily wardrobe is is Victorian dress and her like she's she's working on like sustainably dressing herself and thing wise and like she doesn't buy anything from like fast fashion or anything like that she makes everything by hand mm -hmm. um and she had posted like a costuming challenge for youtube or for instagram and i was like man you know there's not really a lot of these for music and i kind of want to see if i can challenge myself to post every single day mm -hmm. it's like i was a friend who have the inside job and i was like, i don't know what to add like I had five words and yeah eventually I got 31 different prompts and I, <laughs> some of them I'm like I'll figure it out when I get there and um it's been nice like a, a few local artists are actually participating in that as well um we have uh, Raven who used to be Tess Gray who played night two of Safe Space um a rapper named Pablo and who's amazingly talented and someone else, a couple other people that I don't even know found it. They decided to participate. So I think it's fun. Um, it's holding me accountable to be creative for a month um, and it's holding others accountable and it's kind of giving me content to post, especially in quarantine. And it's just, it's nice. It's, it's going to be fun. I hope it's going to be fun. I'm a low key stressed because it's, beginning of it but it'll be fun <laughs> i think most um i need to reword this what is the word you're most looking forward to doing like the prompt 
Ooh, I don't actually know. Hold on my prompts really quick. I know there was one that I wrote um, titled Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And my idea for that was to get like a bunch of samples and try to create like with a bunch of samples. And I was like, that that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually know, you know, it, everything about it is going to be a good time. Like there's trial and error, um, which I still haven't 100% figured out what I'm going to do with that. Mm-hmm. But um, what about yeah. vampire? Ooh, vampire. So. A lot of people keep asking me, like, hey, there's some words here that I don't really know. What am I supposed to do with it? So the way I'm kind of looking at it is um, you can either write a song about, like, vampire or vampire theme. Or the way that I was interpreting it when I wrote it down is a song that's going to forever be, like, on my playlist or on my, my set list to play. Or, like, a song that'll live forever <laughs> in my mind and um, I explain them they're like oh I get it it's like it's totally just whatever I feel like works with the word and I'm like yeah just we're just out here to have fun we're out here to be creative um is gonna be fun because I, I already know what song I'm gonna play for that one and um Frankenstein's gonna be fun because I have no idea what I'm gonna do for that one <laughs> so it's just gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun would you continue this on for like November or December or like moving forward, do one every single month? That's a good idea. I wasn't thinking about that. Maybe. <laughs> um, I would have to think of some words because uh, I tried to keep it like kind of like spooky, kind of October, like with vampire, with bones, with grave, um, with Frankenstein. So I'll have to see if I can if I can come up with like 30 words that kind of work with November and like that sort of thing then maybe maybe December maybe December I'll give myself a month off just to (laughs) gotcha um okay I have to ask I'm thinking about it you know you used to be in a band called Research Culture now you're Glass Orange what was it like coming up with those names or how did you come up with those names so Research Culture was more of a like a collaborative thing um so when the band first started we had like a full of us obviously and uh, I had really I have a thing with sound which is how I came up with the glass warm as well I like the way um and I really like the word culture mm-hmm. so I just started putting like words together and the drummer at the time was like hey I had this old band name reset society what if we just change you know Miami and like we're resetting you know the idea of of the music scene here and that kind of thing that culture um the same thing with the glass uh when I was creating the name glass orange I um I really wore glass and so I had a word generator what words sound good with glass and eventually I came up with orange. I was like, glass orange. And then my mind immediately went to the little orange emoji on iPhone. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, it works out. Like, if I ever want someone to drop an orange in the chat, which is what I've been doing, um, people can. And people can show their, like, quote-unquote support, you know, because 
right now with COVID, it's perfect. Uh, during Safe Space, when I was playing, uh, one of the crewmates was like, look, the whole chat is orange. And you just see like this whole thing of just orange, oranges. And I was like, that's amazing. That's so much fun. So and it like, it helped, you know, because it's like, I can't see any of the audiences responding. So it was nice. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And you you said in the beginning that your sound from reset culture to now is glass orange has definitely, you know, shifted. What would you say your sound is like now and like who are your influences? Uh so right now I've actually during COVID, gotta love quarantine, I've totally revamped the sound. So before it was more like folksy more um, singer-songwriter uh very acoustic now it's gonna be more indie rock um i have a synth now i got some pedals that i never thought i was gonna own pedals so now i'm like i don't even know how to begin um so it's definitely more like in rock um more that vein of things i don't like dream pop that area rather than like singer-songwriter and I have an acoustic guitar and I'm gonna sing about being on a train I don't know (laughs) but it's definitely like a a different different avenue like a different spectrum that I've never kind of explored until now gotcha and I have to ask about that um you know pedals thing you posted on your Instagram I believe it was it was recently about how you know you learned how to play guitar in middle school and then you took off a couple years in high school but you refuse to use a pedal. Why, can you explain that entire process to me? So I started playing guitar in middle school and I started teaching myself how to play guitar because my grandfather bought me my first guitar, which I'm actually, I can see it from here. I still have it. It's like my baby, I love it, it's another <laughs> one. And um, when I got to high school, I took a couple years of guitar. And then after those two years, I dropped it and I focused on like acting and like other other avenues. Uh, Reset Culture, I never played an instrument. I was only the vocalist for Reset Culture. So I did not even look at my guitar again. Um, and then when I started Glass Orange, I was like, well, I used to play guitar. Like I, I can write music, I guess, you know. Um, so when I started, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay this like acoustic artist because I was thinking of... Um, like James Bay and um there's an artist from also from the UK called Dodie that she's she plays like ukulele and acoustic guitar and it's very like singer-songwriter and cute and lovely. I was like that's where I'm gonna be. And then um also James Bay kind of influenced me to get an Epiphone casino and I got it hollow body because I was like I'm still gonna be that singer-songwriter acoustic and I'm just gonna use this and it's gonna be great. Yeah, no, that lasted me like six months. <laughs> and um, I started dating um, this guy who I'm, I'm no longer dating now, but he used like a ton of pedals. And I was like, I like that. And then the guitarist I used to have also used a ton of pedals. And I was like, I like that. He was he was part of a, a, psych, a psych rock band. I was like, I want pedals now. <laughs> and so with quarantine, I was like, you know what? now is the perfect time to start like figuring this out because I'm not playing shows I'm not like doing anything crazy so yeah I, I got like a, a really like skeleton setup right now with the pedals mm-hmm. but 
I I lied to myself when I said I was never going to use a pedal. <laughs> it was such a lie. Gotcha. And okay, we're nearing the end, but I'm I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Going off, mm-hmm. you mentioned Dodie, who I believe was a YouTuber first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, James Bay. Who else has influenced your sound, especially considering that you you span across many genres during your time as an artist? Um, yeah, I, I still kind of, like, have a weird variety of music. Um, I still kind of am heavily toward the post-hardcore kind of genre. That's where I, I live. When I worked at The Roar, which we mentioned earlier, I had that post-hardcore show. So that's just kind of, like, my vibe. <laughs> I'm still very emo at heart. <laughs> but I um, I love Haley Williams. Her new solo album is impeccable she can do no wrong in my eyes um Dua Lipa is also really fun um but I also go into like Hail the Sun and Nova Charisma who are two like post-hardcore like post-rock bands um there's James Bay and Dodie who are more of like the singer-songwriter um Hosier which is also singer-songwriter like kind of folksy kind of more indie um trying to think of I recently listened to the Marias, which I know they've been around for a while, but I had never heard their music. And it's just one of those bands that I was like, oh, I'll listen to them. Or a lot of people like them. I have to listen to them. And someone forced me to listen to them. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Um, Dive. I used to listen to a lot of Dive while I worked at the radio station Beach Fossils. Dive is in D-I-I-V? Yeah. That's how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's dive. I thought it was yeah, Now dive. That's why there's a double I. Ah, uh, <laughs> wow. You learn something new every day, huh? Yeah, it's like when I mentioned Paris, which is that band that's spelled P-V-R-I-S. It's not Privis? No, it's Paris. <laughs> See, there you go. It's like churches too. Churches C H or C G R. I don't even know how to spell churches right now. I'm really bad at Yeah, so it's C H V R H E S, and then like the V is a U. See, I read churches as churches, but wow. Yeah, Paris. Um, I the the local band Sam Labelle. Um, I didn't know this until I, I was like helping interview them after the the Safe Space show, but on in, on iMusic or iTunes, they're on San Labelle, but with the A's of E. So um, they're like, it's not seven, it's San Labelle, <laughs> and I laughed really hard because I thought about like churches and Paris and bands like that that change it so that it's different. Gotcha, gotcha, and. I have to ask, you know, this is probably my final question, just judging mm-hmm. from time. What What is yeah. it be like for Glass Orange moving forward? Are we talking new releases, an EP, anything like that? Yeah, so I'm actually in the process of recording a ton of new music, which is, again, kind of why the whole music has shifted from, like, that singer-songwriter into indie rock. Um, so I've been working on a lot of that. Um, some of those quarantine sessions hopefully will make it onto the EP as well, but an EP is in hopefully the very near future. Um, we're, I'm working on like a ton of stuff with a friend of mine who offered to help me produce tracks for it. So there's a lot of like uh, 
tracks being sent back and forth from <laughs> Ableton to Ableton, you know? <laughs> but it's it's definitely going to happen. Um, I'm probably going to stay solo artist for the time being. No one permanent as of now. But otherwise, yeah. Um, I might be collaborating with another friend of mine to do some just like music that'll probably stay as like an online project, not necessarily anything that's going to be played live, but it's an experiment for him. It's an experiment for me. Neither of us have played like, I don't even know what kind of music it's going to be. It's going to be like this weird, like, I don't know. I don't know. We, we kind of like chatted about it the other day and I was like, bet I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, a lot of new music, hopefully. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you so much for letting me have you on the pipeline. I really appreciate it. It's super cool, you know, after talking for like quite a bit, being able to meet you. Yeah. Have this. So thank you so much. And is there anywhere that, you know, people can check you out? Sure. Um, Glass Orange on Instagram, Glass Orange Band on Facebook and on Twitter, I believe. And glassorange.live is the website. So everything's consolidated there. So anything can be found on that as well. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice to meet you finally, (laughs) even if it was virtually.